0: Hello and welcome to the Top Order Podcast. Not quite the gr- great day here in Auckland that we might have hoped this time around. New Zealand back down to earth a little bit. A little bit gloomy out the window, but still a lot of interesting things and positive things to talk to from a New Zealand perspective. We've got a Virat Kohli score once again, so plenty of things coming up right after this. Boys, yeah, not the not quite the start we maybe had hoped for. Uh, at least definitely you and me, Raj, and Baldy now that he's an an honorary Kiwi uh, in many respects from his fantastic effort on Fan Wars. If anyone hasn't seen that, Baldy in in, uh, extremely, extremely good form, fighting the good fight against uh, the Indian fans and and giving them a a geography lesson as well as a a cricket lesson. Very, very uh, pleased with how that went. But look, Raj, we'll come to you first because, uh, you know, New Zealand, it was always going to be a game for us where we saw where we were at, okay, I mean, we, we've we've won four from four, we've played to this point sides that we thought we were going to beat probably on paper, at, at least, uh, you know, maybe not England, but uh, England not quite going as well as we thought they might either in this tournament, so it was a real test against another unbeaten side, both teams were going to see where they're at, and I don't know. Is it a? Have we seen that we're in a good space, or, or are you a little, a little bit downhearted after a loss today?
1: Yeah, I mentioned it a couple of times uh, earlier in in, in, our, in our pods. I don't think this game was a uh, the result of this game was massive for for either team in this tournament. Just how uh, results have played out. I'd rather lose this game and, and win the last one we play. Um. So so yeah, looking uh, looking forward to that. Uh, I was very. Uh, impressed with the the intensity of this match i really enjoyed how it actually ebbed and flowed all the way through india getting a, a good start and new zealand fighting back and, and trying to finish it off at the end didn't quite get it uh in their batting innings uh i actually really liked that ebb and flow and when we when we end up talking about you know commercialization and things like this this is the kind of game that we want to see as a 50 over game uh, going forward uh baldy what did you make of the game do you have any summary comments summary comments
2: really is this is probably the first close game we've seen in the world cup and it befits the fact that it's two very very good cricket sides the two probably best performing most consistent sides through the tournament so far and we saw a really really good game of cricket you know it came down to the 48th 49th over just about for uh, for india to chase down new zealand's score new zealand were bowled out on the last ball of the 50th over so there was plenty of entertainment for the fans uh, both at the ground at Durham Shala and also watching on television as well.
0: Yeah, boys, it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because uh, I think, why don't we start actually with uh, the teams? Because we, we've we talked a little bit about Hardik being out and, and how that would change the balance of, of India's side. Raj, I'll come to you again. I mean, do, do you think that disrupted them? Or or in a way, was that helpful for them for, for the way they uh, faced up against this New Zealand squad?
1: Look, I think it was helpful for them because of the players that it gave a little bit of a run uh, in this tournament uh, and, you know, exposed them to a little bit of of, of hardship. Uh, with with Hardik out, it actually exposed that little weakness where they had to replace him with two players, uh, which I think you, you mentioned, Stu, uh, when we were talking about the possibility. Uh, so Shami and Sky both came in, uh, but what it meant is that The batsmen really needed to stand up and do their job. With with Jadeja betting at seven and then Shami betting at eight, that tail looks extremely long. Uh, So it does expose a a little bit of a weakness for India, but it was good for them to play a game like that and actually come out on top through a hard victory.
2: I don't really mind Jadeja at eight. I think it's the Shami at nine, Boomer at ten. Sorry, Shami at eight, Boomer at nine that I think would expose India if you know a bowling side could get them six down seven down i think that would be the that would be the challenge and of course india took three pace bowlers into this into this uh, game for the first time normally they take sort of two and two spinners and then have hardik as their <clears throat> as their extra option my question for you guys is has shami bowled well enough you know he took five for in this game for 54 has he bowled well enough to keep his spot back in the, in the side as as they go forward
0: i mean he's done a great job i think when the as the game was going, yeah, I mean, I mean, I kind of thought this was the side that I didn't want to see when I was, uh, you know, like, as a New Zealand fan because because of precisely that. that It meant that instead of having Shardul Takur and, and Hardik Pandya to think to ourselves, okay, that's the fifth bowling attack option that we can attack, there was no... We- I didn't think there was a weakness that we could go, okay, like, here's our 10 overs that we attack. And they all, I think Daryl Mitchell and, and Ravindra... When they were at the crease, they decided that the the bowlers to attack were going to be uh, Muhammad Shami and Kuldeep Yadav. Kuldeep Yadav they did get to they you know he did end up coming back reasonably well. But Shami wicket you know wicket first ball with Will Young, they still did get to him a little bit. But the way he came back and bowled at the end was was spectacular, and I, I think that. You know, that's going to be a theme of probably, you know, what we talk start to talk about next is the way India bowled up front and, and the way India bowled at the end. But I don't know. I mean, when when this Indian side, their batting is going so well that I think they can afford to have Jadeja at seven and, and those four bowlers. It's, you know, it, it, yes, it's a luxury in that, uh, you know, yes, it's a concern probably that you think, okay, well, you know, we get, I mean, I certainly thought that from a New Zealand point of view. I thought when Jadeja was in, we get one more, we can run through them here, but they're batting, like, they're batting so good. And the, the positive that you get from that bowling for having five absolute quality bowlers, I think it's worth it personally. I, I don't know if they'll do it, but I think it's, it's
2: certainly worth considering really, really strongly. And it doesn't matter if they go with an extra spinner in that mold and, and drop one of those quicks, because then they bring Ravachandran and Ashwin in who gives them a lot of punch with their bowling attack. Um, and is a reasonable batter. He's not too bad. Um, so let's talk about the Indian bowling up front. They made life very, very hard for New Zealand. We got through, I think, the power play two for 20, two for 25 during the power play, and it looked like New Zealand were really struggling. India have really hit the nail on the head with their bowling in the, in the, in the power play in this tournament. They've been one of the best performing sides. Bumrah, in particular has been just about unplayable. They've got a lot from Siraj in this game. But New Zealand fought back well with a great partnership between and Ravindra and Daryl Mitchell. Do we want to just pause here and give praise to some of those uh, to some of those guys because they fought back really hard in tough in tough conditions against a really quality attack?
1: Yep, uh, I mean just just going back to that that Shami question you said. I think that he benefited from the fact that the other bowlers in the team, or fast bowlers in the team, were Bumrah and Siraj, especially the way Siraj came out with the new ball um, that Shami was the one that they had to attack, but um, a great uh, India would have been wrapped with that first 10 overs, that uh, catch by Aya, uh, the Conway wicket was an incredible take early on and it really set the tone, I know there was some regression in their their fielding later on in the innings, but um, great early on, hard to score, um, hard to not be under pressure when that that bowling uh was on point and they just were not letting any anything leak um we got back into it Rutchen and daryl mitchell the mailman daryl mitchell uh delivers once again i texted stew i said daryl mitchell is going to have to go really well today again and um he did but ultimately from a team perspective we got back to that 150 for 2 150 for not many uh, around the 30 over mark and that's where you want to be to launch a sort of offensive in the last 20 overs uh, unfortunately ultimately we weren't able to capitalize on that shami again stood up uh, at the at the death there with his bowling if you can go back and watch his death bowling through those so I think it was 47 49 uh, overs uh, incredible. He bowled really, really well and deserved all the wickets that he got. I think we lost five for 28 in our last five overs. Uh, you changed If we change that and add, you know, another 20, 25 runs that could really change the, the sort of the result of this game. The other thing I just wanted to mention, um, with what you said, Stu, around cool deep. I really enjoyed the execution that we decided we were going to go out there and not let him dictate terms. Uh, and uh, we, we, we took him apart. He did get to uh, through the middle and late uh, stages there, but uh, I think our execution against him was really good.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll add on Mitchell. It was, re- it was so, so impressive the way he came out to the crease. I mean, he, he's, He's sort of making this his thing now. That he walks out and plays with positivity from from ball one. He's been doing it for for a long time now. We saw him come out the other day against Bangladesh and and hit Shakib, I think it was, back over his head for for six off his first ball, and uh, just you know, Raj mentioned it before. It was so tough to score, and and not even just tough to score. It felt like watching watching on TV. It felt like there was so much pressure on the New Zealand batters that it was. It was just such a challenge to be out there, and, and even surviving was tough at times when, yeah, particularly Boomer, who's, you know, just been superb in this tournament. But Mitchell, first ball, you know, gets on the front foot, hits one through cover for three, I think it was, and then just positive, positive, positive. And, and the way he, it seems like Ratchin Ravindra really feeds off, you know, I think he, he, that maybe, I was going to say he feeds off the other, the other batter, I think that might be doing him a little bit of a disservice because I think he also kind of adds to that. He's very communicative with, with his partner and he brings a lot of positivity, I think, as well around what he does. But the way that they kind of got together and it seemed like as soon as Mitchell started to get going, that gave Ratchin a little bit more confidence to to be himself and and play his shots as well. And then they started running between the wickets. Obviously, they had a chance. You know, you don't see Ravi Jadeja drop many and, and that gave... Uh, Ravindra, our Ravindra, Rachin and Ravindra—a bit of a life. That, uh, and, but you know, and I think that was about forty. I think it, it might have been forty for three there if he takes that catch, and and then we're we're in a much different situation. But yeah, the way they ran between the wickets, it was it just added positivity to the innings, and and that's something that I think probably only Daryl Mitchell at this point can can add to quite the degree that. That he does right at the start of his innings,
1: Baldy. Can I can I ask you a question just quickly? So, Rachin Ravindra, uh, how impressed are you with his uh, sort of mental application? There's, it's two two innings now where he has come in against England and India. Not not um, you know these are real heavyweights in the cricketing world, and he's come in. He's come in early under pressure, and he's managed to put a score on the board, bat, bat with a partner, and um, you know guide New Zealand to a, a position of strength.
2: Oh, He's massively impactful for New Zealand and he deserves all the praise that he should get. I know that there are certain members of this podcast who've been on Team Ravindra for a long, long time and he deserves all the praise that is coming his way so far in this World Cup because, as you say, he's been in under pressure and in against excellent bowling early on in matches where he's had to really dig deep. But what's impressed me the most about Ravindra is that he he has, like Mitchell, been really really positive he hit so well down the ground um, particularly against spin but also against the seamers and he picked up anything that was on his pads and dispatched it for four the criticism of Ravindra in the past has been that he doesn't have the power game to hang with the likes of you know these big finishing players and these more household names in world cricket but you've seen it in this world cup he's able to put the ball to the fence and over the boundary okay Mitchell hit balls out of the park but Ravindra was able to get the ball into the outfield and get the ball away. So the way those two guys in particular decided that they were going to take on Kuldeep Yadav, they were going to hit him down the ground, even though India posted two guys back pretty much straight away, put long on and long off back and said, right, okay, you're going to have to hit over those guys. They still took it on. They hit the ball dead straight. Um, And, you know, Ravindra and the mailman both delivered on Sunday. So that was was particularly impressive uh, for me. The thing that I really liked about Daryl Mitchell was when he came in, yes, we saw the ball was swinging and seaming around, but the absolutely first thing he did was he went down the wicket at both of the bowlers and he made them change their length. He made them do something different. And in commentary, they were talking about, you know, India dictated to New Zealand in that first 10 overs. But as soon as Mitchell came in in the eighth, ninth over, he was down the wicket. He was walking down towards the bowlers. He made them change their game plan. Um, so yeah, you talk about positivity and everyone looks at how he hits the ball down the ground and hits it out of the park for six. But actually the most impactful thing for me was that he made their bowlers change their line and length and he made them change their game plan. So I thought that was fantastic uh, from Daryl Mitchell.
0: And uh, so New Zealand sets up that platform, you know, really, really good position to, to I guess, launch. I think it drinks, uh, yeah, 16 overs to go or, or maybe it was eight, 18 overs to go. Uh, they were, yeah, I think I have it somewhere in front of me. 32 overs, 167 for two. The platform, I think Shami still had five to bowl at that point or six to bowl. Cooldeep still has five to bowl. And you're thinking, okay, New Zealand's about to go here. 300 is on. Raj, it didn't quite happen. And, and where's the, the balance for us in terms of, India getting huge praise for the way they bowled at the end or New Zealand not quite doing a good enough job with the bat there? Where do you sit on that kind of question?
1: Look, I think it, it comes down to also a little bit of uh, conditions. Like you've seen it with, with the Australians as well, a very similar innings where uh, they had a lot of runs at the top of the innings and then sort of faltered towards the end. When the ball gets older in India, the pitches are slower and lower, it's harder to score runs coming in uh, you know, cold, straight out of... Out of the out of the dugout there, so I think that we needed to do better uh, with our exploding towards the end. We had the the likes of Phillips, Chapman, Anishim wasn't playing today, but he can also play that role. Those guys are in the team in that role. You know, I disagree with Phillips batting at six, but the role that he is playing within that team is to finish off the innings. He did not do that. Neither did Mark Chapman this on this occasion. Can't take anything away from India. They bowled really, really good lines, really, really good links. Um, They played like they were the home team.
2: Yeah, Shami was outstanding in particular, wasn't he? And, you know, if you have a look at that score after 32 overs, you know, the old adage that you double it and then take away 10 for every wicket that's lost. New Zealand were looking down the barrel of 310. And I think, as you said early early on in the episode, Stuart, New Zealand probably finished 15 or 20 short here, a, a total of 300 would have been very difficult, I think, for India to chase down batting second. As it was, 273 all out in the 50th over, left India 274 to get, and they got away to another great start. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rohit, I, I mean, I was just uh plug to
0: the Edges and Sledges podcast. I was just talking to DJ from them uh, a little bit earlier this morning. We, we jumped on a, jumped on a call together for a bit of reaction. Uh, on their podcast, so I think that'll be out in a, in a day or so's time. But he he taught, he really brought up Sharma and the way that he's kind of changed, the way that he's changed the way he goes ab- about his batting now. I mean, if we look back to 2019, he was, you know, he was obviously still being a very positive, you know, hit the ball kind of player, but he was someone who maybe looked to bat the whole innings and get hundreds and things like that. Now, he just goes hard from ball one. And, and the way that they were, India was able to, just hit boundaries. I think was the 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 standout thing for me because New Zealand bowled a lot of good balls. They bowled a lot. They went past the outside edge. They bowled dot balls. We built up a few dot balls, and then Rohit Sharma would just smash it for six, mm-hmm. or you know, Shubman Gill would hit a four, or then later in the innings, someone like Shreyas Iyer came in and would just hit boundary after boundary after boundary. And yes, we picked up some wickets, but yeah, the way they the way they got off to that start. When you're chasing 280 and you and you're getting off to quick starts, I think that's the that's probably the difference between the two innings. You know, New Zealand got off to a very slow start, so when they had to accelerate, it became difficult. India never really had to accelerate at any point because of the really nice start that that they got into. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, New Zealand haven't quite been as you know penetrative as as they might have been with wanted to be with with Henry and, and Bolt. I mean, any any concerns there, Raj, about the way Trent Bolt? He's, i mean I would say he's still bowling reasonably well I'm not you know overly concerned about that but he's not picking up the wickets and I don't know is that to do with conditions more than anything
1: oh look, i'm not I'm not worried about uh his his bowling at all um conditions I guess that that's sort of I feel like that's an easy way out. Uh, he's probably just not bowling how he wants to bowl. He's not putting it in the areas that he wants. Uh, but it's hard to measure yourself against India, um, who who are just exceptional uh, all throughout their top five. Uh, going back to what you said about Rahit Sharma, uh, it's just so simple. Hit the ball hard and hit it straight. And the middle of his bat just looks... <laughs> incredibly big uh, but the the bowlers I think that we actually we actually bowled all right I didn't have an issue with how we were bowling Lockie coming in and taking a breaking a partnership uh, when he needed to Mitchell Santner he really is bowling well bowling great uh, lines bowling great lengths bowling great speeds on the wickets that he needs to um, I do have an issue with that sort of fifth bowling option. It is something we talked about as a weakness coming in to the tournament. Uh, Ravindra did a great job. Glenn Phillips did a great, or did an okay job with his two for uh, two overs, twelve runs. But um, if we're not taking wickets or penetrating at the top, uh, it's hard to find it with that fifth bowling option, and it kind of turns into a consolidation sort of game, and it just puts India or the team they're playing against in a stronger position.
2: Yeah, look, absolutely. Just going back a, a, a couple of, a couple of uh, turns of the cog here. Ferguson comes on and dismisses Rohit Sharma, and it's one for seventy in the eleventh over. And as you say, India are away to a flyer. And then all of a sudden, out walks Virat Kohli. It must be it must be deflating for a, for a fielding side at that point, where you finally get the breakthrough. You know, you you, you bowled well. You haven't made too many mistakes. The opposition's still going at sevens and in walks Virat, and you know, almost immediately he's underway.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, look you don't need me to tell you he's a quality player. I will say that I don't think New Zealand will fear him, and you know, I don't, I don't think there was any there's any sort of fear factor around him, and I think they would have thought, okay, this is a big opportunity that we can get, you know we get Virat here early, and it's suddenly it's it's game on, I mean, you mentioned we got one, then we got another one, Shubman Gill was out pretty quickly after that, but as I said, Shreyas came in after that, and just the, the way that India was able to hit boundaries. He, I mean, he looked a million dollars today. He timed the ball better, you know, maybe better than I've ever seen him do it. Every ball he hit seemed to be off the middle, and I think um, again, DJ from from Edges and Sledges was saying he'll be really disappointed with the way he went out because. Uh, everyone kind of has said he's got a, a, a weakness in his in the short with the short ball, and he actually hit a couple of nice ones today. But then got out to the short ball, so now everyone's going to keep bowling short at him, and he'll have to you know combat that for for the rest of this tournament. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, Virat Kohli is, is now the time we want to talk about him. It was a it was a quality innings because it, in many ways, you know, Raj mentioned it before about the balance of their side. At, at every point when we Got the wicket, and New Zealand did keep picking up wickets. I mean, you can kind of look at it both ways. India kept building partnerships, which is something that New Zealand wasn't really able to do, other than that big partnership. India was able to put a lot of 50 run partnerships together, which which really helped their cause. But all the time, I just kept thinking, okay, well, one, like we can get, we look at that tail, and you think, eight, nine, ten, and Jack here, we get to that, and we're in big, big, you know, we're in big business here. But Virat just stayed firm and and was always kind of the constant throughout that, and um, you know that that just makes it hard when someone is in total control. And I mean, they showed his they showed his average in, in chase successful chases, and it's ninety, it's you know ninety, and it's obviously gone up again with a with a well ninety odd today. So yeah, very very impressive. I mean, I- anything you can add to that, Raj, about Virat? I know you would have been. You would have been a bit annoyed about the way he was going for his hundred
1: again. Yes, yeah, less said about that the better. Um, just a couple of points to pick up on there. I think that's what India, if they look back at this match, will go. What What are we disappointed about? I think they'll be disappointed that a number of them got starts and didn't finish. Uh, it was very. It was harder to get in on this pitch than than it looked. I think. Uh, and they should have probably executed uh, a little bit better um, from those partnerships that they got started, as you said. Shreyas Saya, he's played some of the best 30-run innings I've seen uh, in, in this <laughs> tournament. He's really looked good uh, scoring 30, but he's just not kicking on. I don't know what that is, but he'll be looking to address that, especially with um, Mohamed Shami batting at eight. Your number four and up really need to contribute. Virat Kohli. Uh, I don't know what what I want more. I can say about him. Uh, what what I love about his batting, especially when they're chasing, is his tempo. He supremely timed that chase once again. I was trying to find the stat before we came on. I think that would have been the slowest hundred of the World Cup if he had if he had have got that. Wow. Um, I think it was about a hundred. It would have been one hundred and seven, hundred and eight balls if he had scored that six. Where he had gotten out. Um, so, you know, based on how others are playing the game and, and getting in and scoring those sort of 60, 70, 80, 90, 100s, that would have been slower. But he didn't need to go out and score that kind of 100. He just needed to guide India home. Um, and he really he really did a great job of that. I um, yeah, don't know what more to say. He's a run out of superlatives for Virat Kohli.
0: He did run out his. He did. He did run out his teammate. If we can, if we want to. Uh, <laughs> did he? But anyway,
1: Who's call was cool with that? I don't yeah, know.
0: <laughs> it was definitely Sky's call. I think. Uh, yeah, Verrat sold him down the river there. But uh, yeah, we, he's he's played pretty well today. I think. Uh, I think he's still getting some cake at the at, in the changing rooms today.
2: In amongst all that praise, Shubman Gill's flown under the radar a little bit. He uh, knocked up two thousand ODI runs in this game in just his thirty eighth innings. So that's fastest ever all time, uh, nudging wow. out Hashim Amla. Uh, who took 40 innings to get to 2,000 ODI runs. So uh, a huge milestone for Shubhan Gill. Uh, he's got a very, very exciting future, as we all know, but uh, a nice little milestone for him. Uh, a nice little red inker for Ravi Dadeja, 39 not out to go with his excellent bowling performance. Uh, so he be- he becomes, for me, the real key to-, to chasing and finishing innings for India. If they're going to go with, you know, not four number 11s, let's not be unkind, but if they're going to go with a longer tail, and have Jadeja at seven, then he becomes crucial to their to their finishing, and he did an excellent job uh, from what were they one ninety for five to get them through to you know two seventy for six. So an all round great performance for India. Any concerns around the New Zealand bowling guys? I mean, the fifth bowling option for New Zealand has been mentioned um, as something to to give a little bit of focus to. Uh, how do we think? New Zealand did in that fifth bowling option in, in this game. Are we happy with the contributions from Ravindra and Phillips? I
0: thought Rachin bowled really well today. Actually, um, yeah, I, I think the, the, I guess the concern is that if if the, if Ratchen gets targeted or Phillips gets targeted, it, it does become hard because yeah, we you know you wouldn't call Rachin Ravindra a specialist bowler at this point in his career, but I, I would mm. say probably out of the five games that we've played, he's bowled. I thought he's bowled really well in three of them. And in, in a couple of them, he struggled with his lengths. But I thought today he really built, uh, was able to build a few dots. He was able to, like, not bowl the loose balls, not get hit for, for the boundaries. He had, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, got uh, a little bit unlucky at times, uh, Ravi Jadesia smashed one or hit one for six, but it went really, really high just over the rope. Chapman Mm. falling, falling down, slipping on the, on the outfield. I don't, I don't think he would have got there, but it was quite hard to tell from the, from the camera angle. But even still, I think, you know, Ratchan, I was very impressed with him and, you know, he's going to be in the same way that Jadeja is important for us. He's going to be important for, or for India. He's going to be important for New Zealand because yeah, as Raj mentioned, that fifth bowling option, we are like, it, it, that's going to be our balance for the, for the rest of this tournament. It seems it's the way that they want to go unless they decide to, to really shorten that batting lineup and, and remove Mark Chapman and bring in someone like Ish Sodi or, or another seamer. I think mm-hmm. we're going to be seeing that for the rest of this tournament. And it means that those guys have to do the job.
1: Yeah,
2: look, I, I thought,
0: sorry, yeah, go, ahead, for, go, ahead,
1: go for it. Right? With when, uh, you know, Surya Kamar Yadav ran himself out when they were five, five, five for 91. We were one Virat Kohli mistake away from Australia being in a little, uh, sorry, with India being in a little bit of trouble. Australia's always in trouble, but India could have been Thanks very much. Uh, in some real trouble if they had been six for 200 chasing 270. Um, that fifth bowling option. Is not a wicket taking option. It's always going to be a holding option, and if but then the issue comes if we are not making any inroads with the other four bowlers, uh, with the ball a bit a bit newer. So, look, it is a weakness. It's something we know about. Uh, so it's it, it's not an unexpected hurdle that we need to jump over should it come. Up.
2: Yeah, I think they. I think that Ravindra and Phillips did quite well. I mean, you have a look at they bowled eleven overs for sixty odd. Um, they only went for six boundaries in those eleven overs. Whereas you look at Lockie Ferguson's contribution, yes, he took two wickets, but he went for eleven boundaries and he went at over seven and over. He went almost eight and over through his through his eight overs. We know that he's going to be a little bit more expensive because he's a wicket taking option, and it's just that the way he bowls, you know, sometimes the quicker bowlers can go air miles. I think if New Zealand could wish for anything, it might be that Lockie is slightly more economical, or that fourth bowler is slightly more economical, and then you know, Ravendra doesn't have to feel the pressure of having to, you know, constrict to five and over or thereabouts to to feel like he's, he's had a good day. Uh, but all in all, I thought, you know, the, the performance from Ravendra was good today. And, and as you said, Stu, three out of five games, he's done really, really well for New Zealand. And he's contributing uh, heavily with the bat as well. So all to the good.
0: Raj, we should we should probably, uh, unless anyone else has anything to add, we should look a little bit ahead for, for New Zealand's run. We've got now a run of tough games, at least on paper, against Australia, South Africa, and Pakistan. Does I guess what I was going to say concerned or anything like that, but I think it's more around like what are, we, what are we sort of expecting from these next few games, and what do we want to see out of them in terms of New Zealand's performance? You know, Do they have to change anything from the way they went about things today, particularly this Australia game? You know, you, you mentioned the other day, Australia is back. Australia is always sort of a, in many ways, a bogey side for us uh, in this tournament. Not is, in group how play, important not. It, How important is it that we don't kind of, you know, get... How important is it that we get back on track pretty quickly in this tournament rather than, you know, hoping that we can, squ- you know, get one or two more wins and squeeze into the semifinals?
1: Yeah, when, when I was looking at this fitch, fixture, India, New Zealand... Fifth, fifth round, we both teams are unbeaten. I wasn't as worried about the result of this. The next game is very, very important. We need to play a, a good game against Australia, and I think that we're a good enough side that if we execute what we want to do, it'll be enough to, to, to beat Australia uh, in, their, in their current form. Um, then South Africa, then Pakistan. Those are all games that I want to see us dictate terms a little bit I, I'm not saying we need to go out there and dominate everybody but we need to be go out there and play our game and execute the skills that, that we want to do um, I'm fairly confident over the next three games uh, we'll you know I guess we'll have this conversation in 14 days time I guess around how we, we sort of sit with things but um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the games going forward and it'll be a great indicator of where this side is at which I think that they're at where, where they are in the tournament is representative of where they're at currently
0: Nice. Anything else we want to add before we wrap up? I think it's Afghanistan, Pakistan tomorrow. If I'm if I'm correct, I've yeah. As I said, I'm running on a few hours sleep today. These these New Zealand games really uh, do uh, prove a challenge for me in terms of sleep. Trying to figure out when to get get that little window. Um, Raj, you look like you want to say something before I finish up. I was just going to
1: say the the, the power of prayer. Obviously, you were p- praying for fog during that Indian batting innings when they looked like they were getting away. There was a little fog break around a uh, hundred for two with India.
0: Oh, look, no, no, I, I, um, yeah, no, I, I was, uh, I was a bit, um, I was a bit so, sort of confused by it. It's in all honesty, it was just weird mm. that, uh, that kind of happened and. You know I would have certainly uh, in hindsight I would certainly have taken a fogged out game and, and steal a point but you know I was still, at that point I was still kind of confident that New Zealand could chip away a wicket or two and, and make it pretty tough and you know that proved to be the case except for you know the Verat Kohli innings that, that got them across the line so yeah look um, all in all uh, uh, not the greatest performance from New Zealand I think both sides actually will probably get a lot from the outing I think both sides will feel that they can play better in, in certain facets of the game and and hopefully that holds them in, in good stead going on in the rest of this tournament. The top order will be in good stead for the rest of this tournament. We'll be back tomorrow morning and, and every day in this World Cup. Amazing that we've made it to 18 days. We've we've managed to get through every single morning so far. <laughs> A few technical difficulties at, at various points for, for all of us but uh, I hope you're enjoying the content we're putting out. Uh, we've had a whole bunch of other stuff. I mentioned, and I uh, had a bit of a chat with Edges and Sledges. Baldy and I were on Fan Wars, on on Fan Code, and, and Crick Fan TV. So, yeah, if you if you're not getting enough of us with these daily updates, you can you can find out some more in those places. But yeah, if you if you are enjoying it, please do like and subscribe and, and comment. It it really does make a, a big impact, and and uh, we're really enjoying all the feedback we're getting from everyone and, and interacting with you all during this tournament. Hope you all have a, a wonderful rest of the day, and uh, and we'll see you again tomorrow.